This is the 318 Podcast, Episode 8. If you have a voice, speak up for the voiceless. If you live to serve others, serve with the cheerfulness that shines through the storm. If you have the gift of building up, begin to build his kingdom on earth. If you have the gift of tearing down, bring the enemy down one brick at a time. If you have the gift of leadership, lead his people back to him. If you have the gift of guidance, show the world his way. If you have more love to give, then find the unloved and shower them. If you have the gift of tongue, then use your words to bring nations together. Speak up for the voiceless. Welcome back to the 318 Podcast, where we talk with people from around the community that are tirelessly working for the voiceless. I'm your host, Jennifer Bates. Today we have with us Sheena Hartley. Welcome, Sheena. Welcome to the FTK Studios. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Okay. I'm going to ask you that one more time, though, because I want the real, real. How are you? I'm glad I'm on a break. Let's just say that from spring break. I'm glad I'm on a break. Um, We got a few more months left before school is out. If those don't know, I teach. So I'm just really excited to be on a break right now. Okay. And to be here with my family. Yes. Well, we're excited to have you here. Mm -hmm. For our listeners that don't know, Sheena is my oldest daughter, oldest child, because there are no boys older than her. The favorite, too. The favorite. (laughs) If you heard the first first podcast. If you heard the first (laughs) podcast, Sheena is not only the one that asked the question on who my favorite child was, but she is also the one that responded the quickest um, when telling me that she heard my podcast to let me know. So, yes, Sheena, Sheena is the one. <laughs> but welcome. Welcome. Sheena is also the um, lone holdout of not moving to Memphis yet. Um, she is still an Atlanta resident that we are trying to get here, get her here to Memphis. She's well, trying to get me here so, so bad, y'all. <laughs> so for we'll just start with that. You know, normally we wait till the end to ask our listeners how they can support us. I'm asking our listeners <laughs> right here, right now. You can support me, Jennifer slash Mama J, in getting my baby girl here to Memphis. Um, so talk let, about let the city shine. <laughs> talk about manifestation. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, all right. So we're gonna start with just some little random basic question um, just to get our juices flowing, our blood Mm -hmm. flowing, all of that. So what was the last TV show you binge watched? Oh, if that I'm binge watching it now, if that counts. Uh, New Amsterdam on Netflix. Yeah. Did you watch Blacklist? I did watch Blacklist. So Tom, who was Elizabeth's husband, Mm -hmm. is like the star of the show in New Amsterdam. It's kind of like Grey's Anatomy, but not as serious as Grey's Anatomy. Is he still like her husband in the show? No, it's about a hospital. So he is like the medical director of the hospital. Hmm. And he comes in changing things and bringing new things to the hospital and Hmm. stuff. But yeah. Okay. So I'm watching that right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, The last one I binge watched was, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, Kaleidoscope. And I did that because all of my adult children were supposed to binge watch it with me in different orders. Because that's the show that um, it, um, what is it? So, like, there's a purple episode and a white episode and an orange episode and a black episode Mm -hmm. and all of the the different colors in the rainbow. Hence the kaleidoscope, right? But it's supposed to be, it doesn't matter which show you start on. Um, 
You'll still get the story, but your story will be different than the story of somebody who started on a different episode. So I watched that. Oh, Were you not in that group no. text? Hmm. We'll have to get on your sister about that because she's the one who brought that out. Um, <laughs> that put that to us. So she, um, did. she didn't add you. We'll have to get on her about that. Um, but um, so I did. I binge watched it because we all decided what show we were going to start on. And none of my other children did it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. They all watched like one or two episodes. Dang, and then that was sorry. it. So, but I but I <laughs> sat there like I took a Saturday when mm-hmm. we had no basketball and nothing to do. And I mm-hmm. binge watched it. Was it good? It wasn't that great. <laughs> what? Why would you it tell was us to okay. watch that? <laughs> it was okay. It was, I mean, it's it's yeah. your average. I think I started it and then I was like, uh. It's your average thief show. You know, okay. they were stealing stuff. So okay. it's just, you know. If you like thief shows, then yeah, it was probably really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Enough with that. Now <laughs> we've gotten past the TV part. Um, so normally we have like a whole topic here and, you know, yeah. you you would have given me like a website of what your cause is and we would be talking about that <laughs> cause. Um, but this is a little bit different. Um, this right here, Sheena is Sheena is her voiceless. She is speaking up for herself. She is here to tell her story. Um, again, for those that do not know, Sheena is my oldest daughter. However, Sheena is not a biological daughter. Um, she came to me when she was 15 years old um, in an unorthodox way. Um, but here she is. Can I tell your age of how old you are now? Okay, yes. just want to make sure. Uh. You always have to ask a woman <laughs> if you can tell their age. Um, but here she is at 29 years old. So for almost half her life, she has been my daughter. And I am excited and proud to call her my baby girl. Um, and once you hear her story, you'll know why. You'll know why. And if you've ever met her, um, you have probably been touched. Your heart has been touched by her. If you have not met her in person, then your heart will be touched today. I am sure of it. Um, And you'll want to meet her. So I will open the mic up to Miss Sheena over here um, and tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, like my mom already stated, um, I was adopted. When I was around 15, um, I grew up with my biological mom, um, loving woman. She loves me to death. Uh, we had a best friend relationship. Um, but at a young age, I think my biological mother was going through some things. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, my mother was, she was in and out of the system. Um Miss a lot of holidays, miss a lot of birthdays due to being out of the system, Um, abuse verbally, um, physically. We didn't get the average whoopings and just the belt. Um, So there was a lot. But I also, being at the age I am now, 100, I cannot fault for, for doing those things only because that was probably how she was raised Mm -hmm. um and she was going through a hard time in her life as well yeah but so i'm 15 and um my mom's in the system again um and my best friend javon who's also my sister (laughs) (laughs) um we've been playing basketball together we went to high we were at high school together um and me and her just clicked very well in high school like she came in i was a sophomore at the time she came Mm -hmm. in as a freshman and we just bonded really really quickly um 
but we were I was at her house one night and um got a phone call saying that of course my mother was in the system again and um so I stayed with those that know her mama Jay. I stayed with my mom for maybe a week or two or a few days. Well how Mm-mm, you never left from that point. Well yeah, but what do you mean? I got a call saying that she was there and then I stayed with, then I got another call saying that she got out maybe like a week or two later. My stepfather called me letting me know that uh, my mom was being released. Um, And at that moment I had a choice. Not every kid has a choice. Mm -mm. (laughs) Not every kid has a choice. Um, And I told you, you came upstairs and my mom came upstairs and she just came in the doorway, asked me if I wanted to stay or if I wanted to go. Um, <laughs> it was that easy almost. Yeah. I said I wanted to stay yeah. and she walked away and I stayed. <laughs> so yeah. that was, you know, that was that. Um, but growing up, I also have a biological sister who is now 32. Um, I have an older brother as well um who is 30 um they left at a very young age Mm -hmm. um my brother left to live with his father at a young age um my sister left when she was around the same age maybe a little bit younger than me Mm -hmm. um to live with her father Mm -hmm. so when it became just me and my biological mom my stepfather was just us Mm -hmm. um and I don't know if it got harder or mm. if things just became um, content. Uh, we were living in hotels left and right. Mm. Um, we got evicted out of our first hotel. Uh, we got evicted out of our first apartment when I was in fifth or sixth grade. Wow. I got back to the apartment and all of our stuff was outside. Mm. Um so from that point forward, we were in and out of hotels. I did not sleep on a bed until I got to the house with you. Wow. Um, I did not know that. I slept on the floor. Um, wow. Yeah. And I don't think, looking now, I'm like, as a parent, how could you let your child sleep on the floor? Yeah. How could you, you know? I, I do. Um, but again, she's going through different things at that time in her own in her own world um and so yeah at we were we got evicted we were in and out of the hotels constantly left and right left and right um there were a lot of things that i do not remember Mm. um and i think that's due to the trauma Mm. um I think there's some things that my trauma, even God, has just completely wiped out of my memory mm. uh, because I suffered so much with her. Mm. Um, there were nights we didn't eat. Um, there were nights where my mom, she would leave for a week and it would just be me. Mm. Um, and that was probably the toughest. Um, I do not remember Again, because of the trauma, I don't remember like what I did during that, during that time, time period that wow. she was gone. I just yeah. know that I was there. Yeah. Um, and 
I think my biological sister came back and stayed with me while I was there. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there was, um, I've been in the back of the police car sitting right next to her. Hmm. Um, because unfortunately they had to, I was getting off the school bus. Hmm. They had to come arrest her. Um, we all had to get in the car and, you know, and, I, till this day, don't remember sitting right next to my mother in the back of a police car. But wow. Shyla, my older sister, my biological sister, who I love, me and her talk all the time. <laughs> yeah. That is my best friend. That is my other mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's got a lot more valid memories. Yeah, um, she was older. And maybe that's a story for you guys to be able to hear another day is both of our stories together. But yeah. she went through the same thing I did but just in a different way. She was older. And yeah. she was older, so she got a little bit more of the abuse, mm. um, especially the verbal abuse. Mm. Um, we were, it was tough. I mean, looking back at it, it was tough, but during the moment, I don't know how tough or how bad it really was yeah. during the moment. And yeah. I'm not saying that because, like, my, like she tried to hide me from it or anything. Mm -hmm. I think because of who I am, I like being a happy person mm -hmm. and constantly smiling. I think yep. I, it just didn't register. That. Yeah, yeah. Especially not. Um, it's like it just it as a young kid, it did not take yeah. the young kid joy away from me. Right. Um, I mean, it was life for you. It, it, it was yeah. just. I mean, you just assumed that's it was almost the norm. It what everybody's norm. life was. It was the norm. So, um, you didn't know any better to not. Yeah. Be happy. And I didn't know that until I got into high school. Hmm. And then it became an embarrassment. Hmm. Um, so it became embarrassing for my friends to come pick me up at the hotel hmm. or for me to have to get on the school bus and hmm. from being picked up at the hotel. Like hmm. it just, then I started to really see the like, okay, this is how they're living and this is how I'm living. Hmm. Where's the disconnect? Hmm. Why? And it was me questioning God and questioning my mom like why is it that I don't have a mom mm. who loves me or who not saying she didn't but just okay. who couldn't provide or why did I have to have that type of mom in my mm. life and I was I remember I used to write in my journal um and this is me being vulnerable but I used to write in my journal and talk about how I hated my mom. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about how I wish I had a different mom. Mm -hmm. um, and these are just young thoughts. Yeah. But seven, eight years from, seven, eight years later, I might have been writing those words out of hatred and anger, mm -hmm. but God knew what I was asking for. Mm -hmm. So when I got to high school, when we hit 15 and he answered my prayers though hmm. he did he gave me a new mom who cared for me who loved me um and look could look right through me <laughs> could look right <laughs> through me i mean oh man um even to this day <laughs> she can look right through me um but it was it's it's scary now because you know you know once you're older mm -hmm. you're starting to battle with that trauma mm. now so yeah. like the past starts to 
come back come a little back, bit, little, you know. But little um, things happen. And yeah. Like, Wait a minute. But you know, I'm now. You have I'm, tissue. Get the tissue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, with all that being said, and everything that I feel like I endured, and I can't even really go into so much detail because it was so, it was a lot. Um, but with all that being said, said, and everything I've endured, um, I'm. 29 now mm-hmm. people didn't think i was gonna graduate high school mm-hmm. um i would have assumed i was gonna follow down the same suit as she did mm-hmm. as my biological mother did um but the difference between me and not following that path is just that i had choices i had an yeah. option i was able to choose if i wanted to better a better life mm-hmm. and i feel like when you're in a situation like when you come from poverty and you choose to have a better life, hmm. you become 29 years old with a bachelor's and a master's degree hmm. and having a salary job teaching high yeah. schoolers it's... and in a program for your doctorate degree. Yes. So you can't <laughs> tell me that I didn't endure all of that just to be where I am now. Right. Um. You're strong. But yeah, like in, you're strong, like stronger than you know, stronger than I'm sure you see. It's good to look in the mirror though and say like, yeah. "Hey, this is what you I came from. This. Like, <laughs> this is who you are now." Yes. Um. But even though I, this is who I am now, there's still trauma in it. There's still things that I have to be able to get over to heal from. Yeah. Um. And I think a lot of a lot of my healing started coming to live with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that the abuse um, and the poverty that we lived in was I I wouldn't wish it on anyone else. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even to this day, I mean, I I can't even look. At, I can, but I can't just look at myself and be like, that's what you came from. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Do you what see you yourself mean. as strong? Um, I do, but only because of my accomplishments. Okay. Like, in a sense of like, I feel like I have to keep accomplishing goals and keep accomplishing things mm-hmm. in order to say, hey, you're strong. You don't, that's not you. That's not right. who you are. Right. Um, so you don't necessarily see yourself as strong. You see oh, your deeds yeah, and yeah. what My you work do. And what I do, I feel like that is what makes me strong because I, I have to keep going. Right. Um, I feel like I have to keep pushing. And if I, because I feel as though if I stop, then. Then what? What happens when you stop? I feel like if I stop pursuing and I stop going that I then have to. I don't know what else there is. I think what I'm trying to say is that my goals and my accomplishments is almost, it's just proof to me and confirmation to me Mm -hmm. that I am strong and that I can do it. Okay. And if that were to stop, then I would probably feel as though I'm not as strong or capable or I would feel like I would I don't know any other area I'm strong in. Hmm. Except 
accomplishing a goal, accomplishing a goal, accomplishing a goal. And that just. So you just keep giving yourself goals to make sure that you keep going, keep going keep going and it's not to say that i don't want to sit back to stop and think about and right. you know and like to deal it's to me it's like and it's probably a horrible way of thinking <laughs> but i want to accomplish my goals when it comes to as far as my doctorate degree mm -hmm. right before i can sit down and say okay sheena this is what we need to start we need to start tackling on now hmm. because this is really affecting you. Hmm. Um, but you can't do that until you and I, finish the goal. And I, yeah, and I feel like I can't finish that because I'm a one task person. Hmm. So if I'm working on my doctorate degree, then all my focus needs to be solely on that. Yeah. Um, if I'm working on, for those that don't know, I have a clothing brand, but if I'm working on that, then I need to be solely focused on that mm -hmm. and only that. Yeah. Um, and then once I finish that task mm -hmm. checklist, what's our work. next task or goal to be doing? Mm. Um, so you can't you can't work on your past and uh, your trauma and your insides because you already have a goal and it's not that. Are you ever going to give your yourself a chance? I have to. I have to. Um, so you're not going to keep order putting to goals heal, in, in order front to... of? You're not going to keep putting more goals in front of before you get to that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, before I get to which goal of the doctor? No, before you, say, you like, get any to goal. working on you. I think... Because the doctorate and the clothing brand, first the, first the college degree, then the master's, then the doctorate, then the clothing brand, all of that it has come before you. Mm -hmm. So is that is that the order that you've got in your head that I must complete all of this first before I can work on me? Wow. And I think that's just uh, me trying to avoid it, me trying to just put it behind me. Yeah. Um, because my... My sister went to counseling and to therapy and I love that she's healed from it. She suffered way more than I did. Mm -hmm. um, well, we don't know that though because your mind has hidden a lot of stuff. It has. So we don't know that. Um, but she's still healing from it yeah. and she's done a tremendous 360. But some of our conversations are, are scary. Mm. Um, as far as our conversations that she has had with her therapist or with her mm -hmm. counselor, you know, she'll just let me in on some of the information, just mm. how some of the sessions went. Um, but some of them I can see her counselor digging real deep. Mm. And you're <laughs> um, scared for that. And it looks a little scary. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, which is, which is normal. I mean... Yeah. It looks, it just looks scary. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like, I'm glad that, you know, the trauma has blocked some things, but yeah. there's some things I do not want to remember. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, I just feel like right now my life is such on a good path. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm doing and pursuing that, opening those doors, mm -hmm. 
would affect my goals and the tasks that need to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Is that the case? Probably not. That opening that door and healing flow is probably going to accelerate those goals right. and accelerate those tasks. And it's right. like, I know that. Right. I know that healing from it and dealing with that stuff will accelerate who I am as a person too. Right. But they're just, they're just some people like me who just don't want to open those doors. Fear. Is it Terrified. Fear? <laughs> Terrified. Oh, yeah. I, mean, um, I completely understand. I mean, fear, fear is a huge factor in most people's lives. And, and you know, I'm horrible with opening up. Like, I'm <laughs> horrible telling mm-hmm. anybody, like, what's really mm-hmm. on the inside, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, but, and so I feel like that would be the hard part, too. Like, can Sheena be that vulnerable and that open, even with somebody, even with a therapist? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I will say this, because um, I was I was like you. Mm-hmm. like well a little bit different I was like what's the point yeah like yeah okay I can tell you what my trauma is but I yeah. don't know how me talking about it is gonna change anything like my past is my past and I don't right. know what you want me to do about that you know um and then I was also like I'm not telling some stranger what mm-hmm. my past was like yeah. why why would I do that <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. I don't even tell a stranger how I'm you know yeah. when they say hey how are you my answer is I'm well, how are you? You know, it doesn't matter what I am, but so why would I sit in an office for 45 minutes and just Mm -hmm. pour my heart out? Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. So I was where you were. And now I am, what month is this? We, I'm seven months in now to seeing my therapist once a week. And I can tell you, oh my God, the difference it's made. And for in the beginning, she would ask questions and she would get one word answers. Yep. Mm. Nope. 44, mm. 45. Uh-uh. Yep. What happened to me? Oh, yep. That happened. Did this happen? Nope. Did that happen? Yep. Like, that's all she would get from me, you know? And now I talk, she may ask two questions when I walk into the office and the rest of the time is me talking mm. because it feels good to let it out. Mm. It's I'm the, definitely the way one. that your shoulders are sitting right now will change because you will not have all of that on your shoulders. I'm definitely one to um, carry the load. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely that. one to just put it on the table and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandmother used to tell me that she hates that for me because she believes one day I'm just going to blow up. Yes. <laughs> And it's, yeah. it's going to be crazy, but um, because I have such a, I also have such a soft heart, too, though. And so, but, You're either going to blow up or shut down. Yeah. And I don't want either for you. And I, I mean, I don't either. Like and the, I, and, the world needs your smile. And let's be honest, we all, I know what therapy does for someone mm-hmm. and what it does. And, yeah, and let's we all need it whether whether you went through trauma right. like yes. whether you went through trauma like me or you just had a, a different upbringing with your parents or right. just any situation every it. single person needs it regardless yeah. um but we all do it in different times yeah. we all need it in different ways mm-hmm. 
and even for me it's like I'm gonna have to have me and this is me saying I'm gonna have to have somebody like all right Sheena here's your appointment I booked your appointment you need to be here at this time with <laughs> okay. this person Don't like tell me that because, because you know I'll be calling I'll- you tomorrow <laughs> telling you yo you need to be at on Peachtree Street right <laughs> at 9 a.m on Monday <laughs> Go ahead and call try out work. Me. Right. Don't try me. <laughs> um, I just need to start it. Mm-hmm. I just need to, just need to start it. Um, but growing up, it was, it was hard and then it was easy. When well, I got to you, it became easy. Well, I will say this because I know there are probably people listening thinking that Oh, well, if I had a choice between living in a hotel or, you know, going to this home, <laughs> then, of course, I'm going to choose the home. But let's be honest. It was, yeah. I was not in a position to... Whatsoever. Um, Take like, another child. Right. 15-year-old, let alone I mean, a high schooler. <laughs> I was a single mother of three. Um, Sheena made it four. And I ain't had no money. Yeah, when Sheena came, we didn't we didn't go on the shopping yeah, spree we, to get a whole new wardrobe. We didn't, I came with a trash bag full of clothes, <laughs> and that was that. And that was and that's what she used because yeah. I mean, and I even didn't. even for a while, I went to church in sweats. Yeah, because we, we couldn't afford it. to get clothes. We didn't have it, and it's like, and then when we did, we bought clothes at Goodwill. Yeah. We went to Goodwill, and I tried on clothes, and yeah. we went. We did that. Yeah, I mean, I was I was living at my mother's house mm-hmm. with my three children. Sheena came. So, yes, it was a four-bedroom house, but um, because my mother kept everything mm-hmm. that ever came under that roof, um, we didn't have access to the other rooms. To the other rooms. So I slept on the couch. I was mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch, and all of the kids were sharing rooms yep. um, so that they could um, each— yeah, I mean, yeah. there were Me beds on top room. of beds, and, like, you Me had to weave your way mm-hmm. through the room— to get to the other side. Um, and yeah, there was no money. Yeah. There was it nothing. It was by all means, not this. She didn't, hey, she didn't make this lavish. choice of, <laughs> of oh, I'm going to go from poverty yeah. to riches. Yeah. <laughs> far from it. No, no, far from it. Um, the only thing I did have for you mm. was love. Love and stability because all I, that's, that's all I could And at the offer. time, that's all I think I needed. So God knew God knew whose house to place me in. He mm-hmm. knew it wasn't about the the yeah. food and the set and all that other no. stuff. He knew it wasn't that. Um, yeah. He knew that that's exactly what I needed. That I needed love. I needed some structure. Mm-hmm. I needed somebody to tell me no. <laughs> right. I needed somebody to check in to see if I'm in class or at school and, mm-hmm. you know, doing the right things. I remember a couple of the parent-teacher conferences and stuff. But I also remember, um, because the one thing that we do say in our home is that we don't lie to each other. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll lie for each other, mm-hmm. but we will not lie to each other. Um, and that's just, it's an unwritten slash written rule um, that we know. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember, there's two stories, but this one, um, I remember when, you came home and you were like, my French teacher wants to have a have a meeting with you. And so I asked, what's up? And you were like, I don't know. She just wants to sit and talk. 
So the next day or a couple of days later, me and Damn. you after school go and sit and talk with her. And she basically accused you of something. I don't remember if it was cheating, if it was skipping class. if it, I don't remember what she accused you of. Um, and I was like, I just turned and looked at you and like, did you do it? And you, them big brown eyes <laughs> that you yeah, looked at me was like, no. <laughs> and so from then on, I knew that my job in that meeting yeah. was to protect you and have your back and let her know that I don't care what who said what about mm-hmm. my daughter, but that ain't right. Yeah. Like, and so, and that's that. that. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And, that's, and I know, I mean, as I look back now, in the moment, it was just like, I'm just being a mama. Like, look, my mm-hmm. child just says she didn't do it. And we don't lie in our house, period. It's crazy. You know, not to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I, I got her back. I ran into that same teacher. Did you? And I became a teacher. <laughs> Uh-oh. My first year. Mm-hmm. How'd she that came, go? She was working for the county. Okay. She, I saw, I think she saw me um, coaching at a basketball game, coaching okay. the boys team mm-hmm. at North Gwinnett Middle. And um, she emailed me and reached out saying that she saw me and everything. And mm-hmm. she was just like... And this isn't the first teacher I've gotten this from that I have been, I have crossed paths with throughout my middle school and high school year. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was just like, I'm so proud of you. She was just like, you gave me hell. But (laughs) she was just like, I'm so proud of you. She was like, I would have never in a million years thought you would have became a teacher and that you'd be coaching and all this other stuff. And, you know, she was just like, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Mm Because, you know, she works at the county now. Oh, it's just like that's that's crazy. A lot of the teachers that I probably gave, yeah, even guys, yeah, those listening, <laughs> I was not, I was not the best. I mean, I, I knew everybody. I was very friendly. I, I smiled twenty four eight. You know, I got along with all the teachers. Mm-hmm. They loved me, but I was also a high schooler, so right. I was also, you know, I had the attitude with my teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, they could say something to me, and either I'll shut down or I'll I'll say something back. Um, but I was, I skipped one time. I skipped one time and I never did again. <laughs> <laughs> and I never skipped again. <laughs> um, but was that, was that the time I got the call? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now Absolutely. I remember. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. our school does this thing where <laughs> if you don't show up for your class, they'll, call home it's to make sure mm-hmm. to verify and it's automated ain't it? it's automated yeah yep. to verify that voice that says your child was marked Sheena absent or something was not in third period yeah really? and this isn't just like first <laughs> this isn't like first period when you get to school this is uh-uh. every, every class, class period <laughs> they will get a call or a voice message basically mm-hmm. saying that your child wasn't in class yeah man she got that phone call <laughs> Oh yeah. man, she yeah. Got I'm that not phone the mom call. that um, it's just gonna be like, oh, I'll wait till they get Next home. Next minute, I know I was in the <laughs> office with my mom and the coach. <laughs> like, I'm gonna need you to know that mm, I'm not. I mean, even to this day, so Sheena is 29 years old, but because she knows the type of mom that I am, she mm-hmm. still shows shares her location with me, so I can see it at all times. Not because I am a stalker and I'm a I'm a helicopter parent. But it's, right. for me, it's a safety thing. Mm-hmm. I just need to know that my children are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she did. She turned off her location one time oh a few weeks ago. Uh. <laughs> um, and I looked and I'm like, 
I got I got a news report on my phone that said there that was there was something an accident mm-hmm. or something that happened in Atlanta mm-hmm. um, near where her school was, and so. Anytime I see something like that, the first thing I do is check her location. It's like it was way after school hours. So I didn't expect her to still be at school. Um, but but I was checking anyway and I couldn't see her location. So I politely sent a nice little text. There's something happened near your school. I can't see you. What's up? Um, and then I pull into my driveway and I see her in my driveway. And it's like, okay, she's surprising me. For that, you're allowed to turn your location right. off. I came up here um, and surprised her. Yeah. Turn the location it was a, off. It was a great surprise. It was. I loved pulling up in my driveway, seeing her car there and yeah. the kids in the backseat. Is that she? <laughs> it was great. Jason um, Drew, Justin was so lit. They were so excited. So that was, um, but yeah, even back then, like we didn't have location back then. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, Sheena old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have that find my iPhone and all Definitely of that not. back then. And even if we did, we were so poor. We didn't, we, and we ain't no way we all would have had iPhone. Yeah. And <laughs> um, we didn't go nowhere like that mm-mm. either. We, no, we but when I, but when I did get that automated call, I'm like, really? She's not in class. That's interesting. Cause I remember <laughs> dropping her off at school. So, <laughs> Huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And guys, I lied about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I lied about it, guys. <laughs> I lied about it. It was bad, but you know what? And from that moment, we don't lie in our household. <laughs> no, we don't. As hard as it and is I have it. to tell the truth sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. But but Sheena but. has a tell. Sheena Sheena's eyes tell her truth. Yeah. In everything she does, I like I, I mean, if you can't read her eyes, then you won't know she's lying. But once mm-hmm. you read Sheena's eyes, <laughs> it's it's everywhere. It's just no. it's all there. Which is why sometimes I question when she calls me versus Facetimes me. Like, <laughs> hmm, she don't want me to see her eyes while we having whatever oh, no. conversation Not we about to have. Like, Not at all. Mm, no, no. That's why I'd be like. <laughs> hmm. Send the paragraph? (laughs) Do I text her? Or do I I send the paragraph? Or do I call or FaceTime? Yeah. Uh, Not FaceTime. (laughs) Just not FaceTime. I'm like, she knows I don't call anyway. So I'll just. (laughs) But it's not that I don't call y'all. I'm horrible. Oh my God. But my family knows that about me. Like, my family knows that about me. But yeah. um, but I will say this. I will say um, the Sheena that she talks about before 15 years old mm-hmm. um, that that I hear about, too, from teachers that I heard about, not anymore, obviously, but that yeah. I heard about from teachers and coaches um, with her rebelliousness and mm-hmm. um, the attitudes and the basically not caring. I never met that Sheena. That's not the Sheena, even from day one. The mm-hmm. Sheena I got was caring and kind and filled with smiles and mm-hmm. love. And um, I mean, as soon as you came into our home, into our family, 
you were family. Yeah. Like there was no, <laughs> oh wait, we got to have a little probationary period yeah, I was to see if this is going to work. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even I had two boys who were in elementary school and mm-hmm. they absolutely positively adored and still do, even though they're now bigger than you. Oh my God. <laughs> Adore my you. My brothers are huge. They now. are huge, but. I literally um, look up at my brothers <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> But it's, you've always been family. Like, even, yeah. I mean, there's no, there was no period of. Like, I don't remember pre-Sheena. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it was... I've had her all my life. Yeah. Since she was born. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And people ask me, you know, how many kids yeah. do you have? It was never like, well, do I count Sheena or not? Like, yeah. yeah. Not yes. That's my baby girl. I so, um, yeah. And I, as your mother, am extremely proud of you. I am not... I. I am proud of your accomplishments. I yeah. am proud of you finishing high school mm-hmm. and and um, graduating college and getting your master's and yeah. working towards you. I am a, I am yeah. proud of all of that, but more so, I am proud of you mm-hmm. because I see you. You are a woman in this world that wants to make a difference, and you are making a difference, and you do that despite anything that's happening, like. You could be having the worst day. And if there's somebody, especially your students, that needs a smile from you. Absolutely. Your worst day is gone, put behind you, because you're going to be there for them. Absolutely. And I see that in you. And you are like, I look up to you. Because sometimes that's hard to do. It's hard to put yourself aside in order to make somebody else's life better in that moment. But you do it daily, especially for your kids. And I'm sorry to tell your kids that you won't be there very soon because we want you to be here for the Memphis kids soon. Oh, I have but, to. <laughs> but, you know, that's another time, another story. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm proud of you. Thank I you. am proud of Sheena. Thank you. Not your accomplishments, <laughs> but Sheena. And I, I rock I rock your uh, hoodies all the time. I yeah. ain't even gonna lie. Like <laughs> yeah, um, and so many people ask do. me, "What is that?" And like, oh, this is my daughter. We right all here. do. This Speaking is, of, yes. yeah, I have a brand <laughs> called Respect Everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out the website on everyonebrand.org. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we wear these hoodies to the ground. Oh yes, <laughs> we all oh, wear we them all to the ground. I'm like it's time for a new badge. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> um, hey, you let me know. These hoodies don't went to the ground, but they're. Um, I could use some more colors. <laughs> they're really, the yeah. quality of the hoodies were nice and they're yeah. really comfortable too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's the message behind it? Um, yeah, so this was actually back in 2019. Um, I had just been trying to come up with something to, um, we know around that time, a bunch of stuff was going on. You know, a bunch of things um, when it comes to Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. just the whole movement. Um, yeah. And I think for me, it was just like, well, how can I do something? How can I help this movement without... Um, so I was also teaching, too, at the same time. So I'm mm-hmm. like, how can I do this in the comfort of my home to still help or to still have a say in what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to. I wanted the world to be able to look at a, a shirt or a hoodie um, and to just read a simple message and mm-hmm. to just understand it. Yeah. Like it, it shouldn't be that hard. It should um, not be. So I wanted to bring unity within race, color, ethnicity, um, mm-hmm. gender, your sexuality, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted somebody to read the message on 
the hoodie or the shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have to be questioned about question themselves about it, but it's just it should be that simple. Yeah. Um, so on a lot of my shirts, the number one thing, even on the hoodies, you'll see is um, it'll just say respect everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's that easy. Just respect that everyone. Easy. You you may not know that person. You right. may not have met that person, but you respecting them has nothing to do whether you know them or not. Right. Just be kind to everyone. Yeah. Um, and then I think on the back of some of my hoodies and other shirts, I have another message that reads, is it really that hard to respect someone different from you? Yeah. Is the it, answer should be is no. It, like, is it really that difficult no, for you to just to respect somebody other right. than you or to be nice to somebody? Is it really that hard? Because it takes way more energy to be negative and hmm. to be mean towards somebody than it does to say, Hey, how you doing? Exactly. Because now you have to think about how you're upset. You have to think about what you're going to say or if, if mm-hmm. you're going to say something to that person. And if it's going to be something nice, and like, you just have to go through it's all of so that yeah. just to be negative or rude to somebody. That's too much work. Right. That's too you much. You could have just smiled. When you, even if you <laughs> are in, even if you don't like someone, right? And you don't want to be kind to that person. You also don't have to speak to that person. You yeah. can just, hey, and, you know, walk yeah. away or something. But... Yeah, so I wanted short messages on brand branding of clothing um, okay. for people to just look at and be able to understand and say, yeah, you're right. It is that easy to just be kind. It, it really that is that easy to just respect somebody that's different from you. And if yeah. they are different from you, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I love so. it. I love it. I rock them. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. I know. All the time. And, I know. And sometimes I specifically rock them in places I know mm-hmm. that people may be judgy. Mm-hmm. And so I will yep. purposely put that one on, mm-hmm. so they understand that this is me. Yeah, I respect everyone. Mm-hmm. You may judge me See? when I walk in, but I'm not judging you right now. Exactly. So, I love it. I love it. And I love when people just look at the hood. They, I love it when they look at our look at my hoodie and they read the message and they just smile or they just mm-hmm. like you can you can tell when they read it. Yeah, it's like yeah, respect everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said it. Yep, <laughs> right. I mean you it. saw I it. Said it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love it. I love so. it. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out here? Um Not that I can think of. I mean, I do I do want to say that you know, even dealing with everything I dealt with growing up, mm-hmm. I had a support team, mm-hmm. I had resources, and I had options. Okay. There are kids now mm-hmm. who are in the same exact predicament I was in, and they do not have options and do not have resources mm-hmm. or choices. So they follow down the same suit. Because mm-hmm. um, lately there's just been this, um, I work in at a school, at a high school, low very low income area Mm -hmm. um fights constantly Mm -hmm. um and a lot of i hear a lot of people say like they have choices why don't they just choose to do the right thing or choose i mean choosing to do the right and wrong thing yes that's a choice um but they're constantly asking and saying like hey they can just choose to make a difference in their life they can just they have the option of becoming whoever they want to be and we do we do, you know, we could choose to go to, to school and I can choose to sit down and get my education. I can choose to graduate mm-hmm. high school. 
But if I don't have an option or resources or an, even an opportunity, mm-hmm. then yes, I stay in the same system. Mm-hmm. So I don't want, I'm saying that to say is that I don't want the world or society to look at these kids and to look mm-hmm. at the students and be like, you're just giving up. You're yeah. just not even trying. Yeah, They don't. One, they don't know how, but two, they don't have the resource to even try, right. even if they wanted to. Yeah. Like, there's kids that want to get up out of it, and yeah. they want to be on the other side like I am. They literally cannot. But they don't know what they to do. They cannot, because they don't have anything around them to help them do They don't have any footsteps that. to follow in. Um, yeah. So I'm extremely thankful, extremely thankful that I had that growing up. Mm. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for telling your story. Mm-hmm. Thank you for speaking up. Um, thank you for um, being a voice for yourself. Um, there's sometimes we all need to do that um, because we put ourselves to the side and just try to work for the better of others. But sometimes we need to speak up and tell the world we're here. Yeah. Our world knows that Sheena is here. And we love that you are here. So love it. Um, So thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, And to our listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen as we use our voices for the good of others. If you would like more information about Sheena's brand, um, you can go to the website at everyonebrand.org. And that's everyone, E-V-E-R-Y-O-N-E, brand, B-R-A-N-D, dot org. If you would like to reach out to me or you have someone you'd like to speak up for, or if you have a story to tell that you need to be a voice for yourself, you can reach me via Instagram at 30 underscore one underscore eight. The 30 and one are spelled out. Or you can check me out at the website at 31-8.com. Again, the 30 and the one are spelled out. I hope you feel heard today. I hope you are seen today. And we will be back very soon speaking up for the voices. 